welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie Third, And today we are talking about something that you have been telling us to talk about since we've started the show, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Nonstop, constant emails, requests, curious cats. When are we going to talk about Superman Red Sun? Because, of course, we are, you know, socialist, leftist, communist. We want to guillotine all the rich folks and we like mm-hmm. comic books too and this is a comic book about that it's where superman um <laughs> comes to power doing stalin's russia he takes over for stalin so yeah. of course we would talk about it uh it took yeah, me a while time, actually it's a major oversight i guess that we haven't yet well it wasn't an oversight really because i thought this comic because i hadn't read it in years and years and years you know, back when I, before, you know, I was a committed, you know, Stalinist propagandist. <laughs> and, um, I thought that because it was written by Mark Miller, it actually sucked. It does. What? <laughs> that is our guest today. Wow. Bryn Niebuhr of Hi. the Beat Beat Lettuce podcast coming what? back again. Thank you, Bryn, for coming back. I did not know that you would dislike this comic. You're welcome. Because yeah, I'm coming in hot, <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> because you know, I hesitated to go back and read this because I thought it would suck, but I actually ended up really liking it. It's by far the best thing that Mark Miller has ever written. Period. I okay. think he is like a hack. Hack. He is. Oh, it's yeah. so. It's so funny because he is. A left winger. He is a committed like socialist. Like he's a big uh, Corbin guy. He posts about it all the time. But okay. his way, his purpose in comic books and the way he wrote writes comic books is specifically to make the much as much money for himself as possible. Mm-hmm. Every <laughs> single comic he writes is like I am going writing something that I can get licensed and sold and make a movie right. out of. That is he, he talks about this. Is is his explicit purpose is he writes comics to make like a grip of money, and that's why like half his comics are just like batman but the he's the joker or you know yeah. spider-man with like blood and murder you like all everything he <laughs> writes is just like this really like cheap sort of cash grab with a bunch of edginess that gets people excited and gets him makes him a lot of money i, I can respect him as a hustler it's just surprising that he's also a socialist so you didn't want to talk about this comic because you thought it'd be bad Yes. Okay. So you don't like kick ass. You don't like wanted. You don't like civil war. Not well. Not really. No. Like, I I especially don't like civil war. No. And I, I I I kick ass has some moments. Kick ass has some moments in it. Uh. I I wanted. I I I really I don't like wanted that much. No. Is, is hey, there I, much? more interesting in concept than actually like having to read through eight issues of them. Right. And I think the first time I remember being like, I remember reading ultimate fantastic four and being like, this guy sucks. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) This is awful because like some of the ultimates was pretty fun, but I really, I mean, the ultimates, you know, uh, uh, the ultimates, even like looking back on it, it's like he gets a lot of credit uh, or a lot of the comic writers got a lot of credit around that time for like moving to this sort of like wide screen, widescreen kind of like movie imitation kind of comic or whatever. And so yeah. I even look back on the ultimates and I'm like, 
you know, the fucking thing with like Captain America being like, do you think this A stands for France and all that <laughs> shit? I'm like, there's so much like cringy shit in there that like looking back on it at outside of the sort of spectacle of it feeling less like 90s comic books. I, I just don't even know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I recently actually I I was in the airport and I bought Old Man Logan for the first time, <laughs> and I tried to return it. I tried to return it <laughs> an, at true, the airport, yes, sir. This is an airport. Yes, <laughs> it, because it's just a really like I've heard all those years. I heard about how great it is, and it sounded like it had some cool idea stuff. You got Wolverine in the far future. The Hulk is kids are like assholes who run everything but when you actually dive down and read it it's just like this awful kind of silly thing weird thing is it does have like some good political commentary in it but that's like the only thing that's any good about it Mm. so i think with red sun what happened was like it's because it is him writing about what he's actually passionate about which is kind of like socialist politics he actually tried to make it good for the most part (laughs) i think he he succeeded like i really ended up enjoying the vast majority of this comic um not just because it had good politics but it actually felt like it was pretty well written um for what it is okay jack is that your opinion as well you know i I was surprised because I really went into this. I, I didn't know that Mark Miller is like a, a socialist, as you're saying, Leslie, or, you know, at least a Corbin supporter or anything like that. I kind of was going into it based on, you know, what I had read his other work. You know what I mean? I've read Wanted. I've read uh, Ultimates and everything like that. And I have read Red, Red Sun a long time ago. And I remembered like thinking it was cool. I had been dreading it because I was like, oh, this is going to be the like, you know, and there is a lot in there. There's a lot in there of like the USSR is bad kind of uh, uh, perspective. Yeah and all that kind of shit. It's a huge amount of that. I was surprised by... I was surprised that I liked it more than I expected, though I do think it falls apart, like, majorly in that third issue. I think the third issue is, like, not very good. So I think that my criticisms come down on two fronts, and one is political, in that, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's obviously a lot of problems. I think we could probably all agree that there's a lot of problems with his understanding of what communism is. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and where, you know, how he explains what's the Soviet Union did and all of that stuff. And historically, obviously, it's insane and just nonsense. But I think for me, maybe the more interesting criticism or the one we'll probably spend more time talking. It depends on what you want to do, but we can spend. Um, I just didn't like how rushed everything was. Like, I felt mm-hmm. there was very little character development uh, of anybody because sure. there was so much fucking shit going on all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like you meet Superman and all of a sudden like, there's no relationship with him and Stalin. There's no relationship with – he doesn't even have a Lois Lane, really. Um, right. Ex- I guess well, it's I guess Diana. there's Lois Lane. <laughs> well, but there's Diana. Right. Oh, right. Lana yeah, yeah. And one, oh, one yeah. One. I forgot she's, like, in one scene. And then, like, yeah. Diana, like – it's mentioned on literally the one splash page that they even dated or like, <laughs> like right. there's just like, there's no time for any sort of character development. It's just like, here's a reference. Here's a reference to a DC character that you don't give a shit about. Here's a reference. Oh, whoa, to a whoa, whoa. Hold up, hold up, hold up, Brent. Cause I, I feel like I'm, I'm being ambushed here. Oh, okay. Because, Brent, let me ask you something. Are DC or Marvel? You know, 
It um, really depends on the decade. Okay. All right. So it's an interesting answer, actually. That's not a bad answer. Mm, I can take that. It's very weak. I know Leslie. I know Leslie just wants it. And look, because <laughs> but this is actually important. This is actually getting to what you were saying and like your criticism of it. Because we, I, I kind of wanted to actually start the show talking about this. So okay. this is an Elsewhere Worlds comic, right? right? Yes. Elseworlds, which is what DC does. DC, mm-hmm. yeah. who has all the iconic characters characters all of them all the mythological mm-hmm. heroes they do dc elseworlds where they change certain things and present those characters in these new worlds and if you read a lot of elseworlds uh, brand i think you probably uh, I'm, I'm sure you have but like if you actually if we look at them a lot of them don't spend a lot of time on developing the characters it's mo- because right. they as- the assumption is you already know who those characters are from all right. the other stuff we're just showing you like one episode in their lives in this alternate universe. Now that's very different than what Marvel does with its, you know, comparably weaker characters who are not mythological at all, which is the what if, which is, you know, which are the stories where they just take one story that was already written and then they just change one thing about it and tell the same story again. It's not very interesting because the characters aren't very interesting. And so that's all they have. Okay. So you're a DC. I am a hardcore Disney <laughs> fan, so I. But I think your criticism is fair. But I, I think the assumption from you're supposed to take what the Else World is. You already know who Bruce, Bruce Wayne is. You know who Pete right. Ross is. You know who which, Lana which, is. Which I will still put forward as like a flaw. <laughs> like oh. I would actually even say that like you know this kind of suffers from some of the like Else World problems actually, which I think in Else World comics they're like a little too obsessed with like. Getting in every single DC character and shit like okay, that, well, so, like and like so more and, DC- and like find. I, I, wow! So you're turning against me too. You're betraying <laughs> me too. You. I'm not the biggest Elseworlds guy in general. Oh. I think sometimes the idea, like you know, I I th- honestly think that sometimes like you know the the like premise gets waylaid by them trying to like like sort of layer a bunch of continuity on top of okay. it, and, well, you that's... know, and it becomes like you know self-referential in in a way in the same way uh that, you know for the reason that that you don't like Grant Morrison's work, Leslie. Oh, you know, no, like, no, no, becomes no, this no. like. Sort oh, of no, no, no. Oh, come on. Come on. There is no comparison between Grant Morrison. Because uh, you already know who Lex Luthor is. Well, Grant Morrison pitched the ending. Oh, well, they're friends. Like, uh, it, <laughs> it is worth saying that, like, Lex, Mar- Mark Miller and Grant Morrison are like these other sons of uh, Alan Moore who will never live up uh, to their father's image. <laughs> Mark Miller, especially, I don't think he even tries to. Grant Morrison. I don't think Mark Miller is trying anymore. He's, yeah, he's like a, yeah, he's just like a screenwriter guy, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think that it's like, I think that's fair to say, like, you know, I'm not saying they should set up who Batman is, but right. I think what's, the the whole point of it is to explore something interesting, right? And it's like, well, Batman being some sort of freedom fighter doesn't make any sense because he's a billionaire. And it's like just putting him in the situation where his kids like how does he get all of this equipment now like where where they don't explore any of the ideas is what I'm saying. It's like they just like introduce like hey but what if he was like what if he was an anarchist and it's like okay well 
okay what does yeah, that mean yeah, yes and like well, i'm right. yes ending well, the comic well, and then they don't give me anything well clearly right. bat because batman's parents were killed by um stalin's you know secret police instead of a criminal he dedicated his life to toppling the stalinist regime um he went on and did you know the same training that we saw in batman begins all that stuff happened he met uh ken watanabe and that's um, not in the comic Ray Shabul, <laughs> and all that stuff he met all those same people all of that happened there. then he came back to russia and became the batman uh terrorist leader because that, that's what bruce wayne is and what he would do and how he would re- react in that situation it's all very clear so uh, was it's very wayne it's all very also... subtextual and very clear but that's what i'm saying it's like if it's only in your head of like oh yeah i've heard this then it's no different than mark miller just being in a bar being like hey what if batman did this and it's like that's not a comic you didn't write anything well that's a, it's not a comic it's an elseworlds comic that's kind of what it, how it works well that doesn't wow. <laughs> so i mean like that that's that was my big problem with it's like i wanted to see like if you're really gonna do this sort of like galaxy brained orwellian thing where it's like power corrupts everybody and like lex Luthor is now a capitalist who makes the world incredible which is I'm, i mean honestly like it's hard not to bring up how completely misguided the 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 politics are but if you're gonna do this then at least explore like why superman and diana's relationship fell apart or like why lex why lois lane is staying with lex luther more than like two conversations over three issues but like he doesn't really care about that it's more like what if this happened right yeah, you know, it, it, I, I, I mostly agree that in some ways this feels like an outline more than a, yeah. like, story, you know? And, like, in some ways it, like, and this is another, this is an Elseworlds flaw, uh, is it, like, feels, like, weirdly, like, a little fanficy or something like that. Like, when you're not, uh, uh, when you're not, like, really expanding or, you know, going in, you know, deep on these ideas or anything like that, it just ends up feeling like a weird sort of overview or whatever. With that said, I do think there's a lot of like cool moments in this, and there are some like cool ideas uh, oh, in totally. this comic. It just feels rushed. It feels very rushed. Mark Miller writing less is actually better than <laughs> Mark Miller writing more. And I'm not sure why you will want more pa- like him trying to write like actual human interactions between people because I don't recall him ever being like good at that. But well, that's the thing. Like the the scenes that should be what I want, like Stalin's illegitimate son, like yeah. being jealous of <laughs> Superman because Superman is more capable of like pleasing. Uh, Joey Steele like should be good but are so cringe like just really mm-hmm. hard to read it's like who wrote this so it's like when he does spend a good scene when he's like let's make a scene and have stakes yeah. and there will be drama and there'll be people talking and there's a conflict that's just he com- it completely falls flat because he doesn't really know how to write <laughs> yeah <laughs> See, but the, which, what you get instead of that is like the cover of you know action comics number one except sure. it's like communist Superman, oh my god or it's a riot in america a riot in america a riot yeah. in america and all these you know classic images of superman transpose with him with the hammer and sickle on his chest and like i i do really think he does have some interesting ideas that are explored in the comic they're not about the individual characters at all there are more there are like kind of these more bigger bigger political issues like so the way 
Americans think about power and violence and weapons in the world. The first few pages of this is like a really good, like succinct, like mockery of that. Like, because as, because, you know, we, whenever we think about Superman and truth, justice in an American way, that's just the way things are supposed to be. And that's fine. And nobody freaks out. We never think about what that, what would that mean, you know, for somebody who lives in another country. Right. And so, he by he reverses that and he shows all the americans like freaking out like what the fuck like russia has like this superman who could just like eradicate and kill us all and spy on us and do all this shit to us what the fuck how how could this be and it's like oh that's how everyone else feels all the yeah. time when we talk about yeah. the american military industrial complex that's that's the state that everyone else lives under uh constantly throughout the globe and now it is happening to us now it's happening to Maul Kent and Lois Lane and Perry White and all them. And I like, I really like that juxtaposition in those first few pages. I think it's actually like really good way to like make a political point in this, you know, ridiculous comic book story. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that there, I think that the, the, the comic is worth writing. You know what I mean? Like I'd love mm-hmm. to see someone who has read Marx and has like <laughs> any sort of like understanding of history <laughs> uh, write this comic. Yeah, um, I, I'm not, see. I'm not too judgmental of him like just making a cartoon version of Stalin and all that stuff because it's a ultimately it is a comic book but I expect it to be like a lot more like anti-Russia but it doesn't really for me it didn't really seem that much like it just like they got the Superman and like they won and instead of Superman just uh, running around like saving cats from trees he actually like cures world hunger because he believes of him he thinks of himself as his purpose is to like save the world and not just you know put out uh, this fire and that fire and I've, I've said before like I really think that's the only Superman comic ever worth writing is the one where he takes over the world because anything else is just kind of silly. Like what is the point of all these, uh, when you give him like the power levels that he has now where he can move planets and he's a super genius and can do everything. Like he should like be stopping all the world's problems. Anything else is just kind of, kind of seems to me like really silly and doesn't really comprehend like the scale of the power that he operates on. Sure. He's extremely OP. And I mean, he doesn't, <laughs> I don't think he needs to be like doing things like in the, in the animated series where he's just like a train is, is crashing. <laughs> what about people dying? Like, I, I do like the idea that if you are, basically a god like you would defend the revolution of the proletarian like that's great right um i think the problem is is that like mark miller has decided that communism means you brainwash everybody to be perfect yeah um which right it's so weird and disappointing because it's like just sort of taking the 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 orwell pill wholeheartedly Yeah, which is, it was really odd because I guess he didn't, I don't know. 
when you I guess when he was writing the story, he decided he needed like a little dark undercurrent because I think mostly right. like what Superman does if is presented in a positive light. And it didn't really as you said, Bryn, like it didn't really match like his character that he was this guy who was all about, you know, the worker and making things better and didn't want power, but he also was like giving people lobotomies at the same right. time. It doesn't like, necessarily it, it, Yeah, it, it, those two things don't uh really match, but I think uh, he felt like he had to do something to, you know, put his thumb on the other side of the scale just a little bit. Well, I think my problem with it was like, because I, I agreed in that the first issue or at least the first half of the first issue, I was really excited because like mm-hmm. I was really surprised how how nice everything seemed about the Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah. Like they did not yeah. make Stalin seem mean or like evil. Right. He's just like this nice like old man who's running the who's the president and everyone likes him and i was like okay this is very interesting and like i was reading an um an interview with mark millar about um this comic and he was like um uh what is it I, i don't know where the quote is exactly but he um he says the trick, of course, was avoiding the cliches of Superman being raised as a Stalinesque tyrant or an overtly mm-hmm. evil character. So it's like he was just like, <laughs> well, uh, the easy thing to do would be to like, you know, just do what Americans think that the Soviet Union was, which is the enemy and evil. And it seems like he at least tried not to do that. And I, I do appreciate that. But by the end of the com, like by the second and third issues it's 100 percent that like it's like and then he goes and he takes over and he doesn't let anyone have free will (laughs) and he's not like interested in having votes he's not voted in he just becomes the president for some reason like it's like didn't don't you realize like the soviet union had a democracy like right i don't get it yeah, I mean, I guess I generally agree with you that it does kind of like end up taking these sort of like surface level American, you know, like you said, Orwellian kind of perspective on the Soviet Union of like no outside thought and everything like that. And it does take it to like an extreme. And yeah, it seems like, uh, uh, it seems like hell. You know what I mean? What? No, like it doesn't, Jack. It... It's not hell. What, what are you the talk... fucking, with the brain? That's like, only, like, that only has... happens to like, be, like the, Bad dissidents? People. That only happens to the dissidents. That's like saying right now we live in hell because if we like because we, we have do. like prisons. Well, we do, <laughs> we do. but <laughs> not just that. You know, like wow. I really do not think it's it. Presents- you stand with President Superman? Yes, absolutely. Even with the mind control devices with made the, by Brainiac. With I mean, the honestly- mind control devices. Look, <laughs> with the mind control devices, the mind control devices were a little bit too far. But everything else <laughs> is like mostly fine. And he makes a point to say that he didn't, inv- he never invaded any of these countries to take them over. They all like That's joined, true. Up, joined up. So, yeah. I, and like he really didn't want to invade the United States, even though that was turning into hell because it was collapsing sure. because they were isolated. Um, that's what happens when your economy gets isolated, it ends up, uh, right. uh, turning, uh, bad and, and having problems like that. Well, me. that's my, that's my most, that was the strangest part is when at the end of the book, everywhere is communist except for America. But like Mark Millar does not know what capitalism is or what like <laughs> not communism is. Cause like at right. the end, Lex Luthor wins the presidency with a hundred percent of the vote. 101. Right. 101. Yeah. Which, well, that's the second time he wins. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, right. Which I don't know what that 
is supposed to imply. I didn't catch. I didn't understand. I think it's. I'm assuming we're supposed to think that he stole the election. (laughs) Right. I think so. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, okay, so either, was it implying that he was a fascist? Because it's like, at the, at the, when the first time he wins, he's like, and then he like, took all of the money and made, like, zero employment, and everyone had, like, was provided for, and everyone had a job, and I was like, are you talking about communism? Yeah, so that's (laughs) that's the thing. (laughs) That is the weirdest thing, it's like, no, yeah, he creates a planned economy where no one's unemployed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, (laughs) so that's the point, that's the point where I actually don't think this comic is really that anti, like, communism, and the politics still, even by the end, they're kind of good, because all Lex Luthor does is do the same thing that Superman does. In fact, you see, there's a uh, panel where he's looking through, like, Superman's notes and books and saying, like, oh, he actually had a lot of great ideas (laughs) for how to run things, so like the so the idea was and at the end when superman you know uh kind of vol- uh fakes his death and comes back and says you know the my point was to let them do all this but think it's their own idea basically like do everything i was doing but let them come up let humans come up with it on their own instead of it being imposed by two aliens him and uh brainiac right sure lex luther I guess is the only one in the comic who has read Marx. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, and it's because he's such a genius. I mean, he's got yeah. he's got CEO genius brain. He's playing four games of chess at the same time. He, <laughs> oh, like, that's reads so three insane. books at the same time. I love and shit. that. Like, I that's love, how you show he's a genius. I love that. that. Sucks. I love that. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so cool. I'm sorry. I think that's like cool as comic book shit that he's like invented that's the like, Walkman this morning and he's. Teaching himself Swahili on tape while reading the book, while playing three games of chess. That's just fun. That's the fun stuff you can only do in comic books. And I really, really sure. actually Except love Except that all the real CEO guys like act like that in Jack, real life. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. You do all they do is do fucking yoga. That's all they do and make themselves they meditate. That's why they think they're super smart. No real CEO is anywhere near as cool as the Lex Luthor. Uh, I'm not saying that real CEO they like to give off that image of yeah, I'm yeah. reading six books and I'm up at 4 a.m. for a training session and it's all like this that, shit. It's know. like that guy who has Lamborghini in his garage and he's like, look at all these books I read. I just looked at the first page. <laughs> yeah. But but Lex actually, you know, they present Lex and I, I really think the portrayal of Lex in this comic is really good and he's possibly the most interesting character because he's just super obsessed with killing superman as he always is but it's but he does it with the help of the united states government like all of superman's villains are funded by like the cia the cia like the parasite and doomsday and all this stuff it's like america is uh behind all those things and i really i really like the idea and he also uh in this comic and he became uh and this happened in the dcu proper as well he became Becomes president and leads the yeah. country and like yes of course uh lex luther if he were real would eventually become president of the united states i yeah. really like that i don't know yeah i i've actually always liked president luther i liked it in regular dc like i actually yeah i i kind of like that era in superman comics because it's like superman versus the white house <laughs> which is kind of wild <laughs> but i don't understand i just didn't really like that superman becomes the president of the Soviet Union because he doesn't really do that in the comics. Like that's not the classic Superman storyline, right. right? Like he's like someone who helps and like, like supports the troops or whatever. Um, but he doesn't 
like make all the plans for how the country should run and there's no election in in the in the story so it doesn't really make i didn't really like that part i wanted him to just be like this sort of like red boy scout who is just like an icon that they look up to and then like fix the soviet union do you know what i mean in the same way he does that for america well i yeah i feel but i feel like that's kind of the cool thing about the comic that critique of that vision of superman as just his voice like it's the same critique that's in um batman versus superman which was which is uh comic helped inspire is like the idea that power can be innocent that you can be the most powerful person in the world and you can just be a symbol and an image and not have any wants or desires on your own when in the comic he he all he's constantly being asked to take over and he says no that's not what i do that's not who i am i'm a i'm not a politician i'm a worker i'm here to help the working man and eventually yeah. he relents when he sees when he you know gets that feeling that you know what i have all this power i can fix all this i can do all the things and keep it running i can make sure every child is fed and i'm gonna do it that's the the thing that turns him is seeing like a bread line and him saying like no uh, no what fuck this i'm gonna take over and as i said like i think that's the only superman story when you give him these power levels that makes any sense like uh, how how long is he just gonna sit and watch people starve watch wars going on watch all this stuff happen and and just not and just be hands off and let some other dipshit tell him what to do i i just never bought that as uh, about the character and i like that miller you know kind of agrees with me and just said you know what he actually would like become president and take over um if he you know was in that position because anything else just doesn't make sense right which but in some ways i'm like i guess i would just rather see that version applied to like america and him becoming like the dictator of america like what is it about like uniquely about the russian system that makes like superman need to take power and control everybody else uh, because, you know what i mean because, it's like it is like it kind of like steps away from this elseworlds thing of like you know uh, uh the character still being kind of the same character well, then, you know what i they're mean they're never the yeah. same character there's always like a change because if you change sure. like, the circumstances around him he's going to change how he is and i think that's kind of the through line in this is like he didn't grow up on a farm in kansas in america he grew up in russia and what and like he's not gonna sit and so if you grow up on a farm in kansas and people are starving and homeless what's your ideology say oh that dims the brakes that's how it is. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Sure, I can help you out a little bit, but I'm not going to rock the system. Over here, it says, like, this is not the way it's supposed to be, and I'm going to use everything in my power to help everyone. That's the ideology, you know, in, in Stalin's Russia. So he's going to behave differently because he grows up in a different way. And I well, think- I don't mind. I don't mind that argument, but that's not in the comic. Like, I, that's not, that's is, not what, that's not what said, Mark Millar is saying. He says He's saying, Superman says that. He says that, like, you know, I this is who I am. This is how I grew up. And this is why I'm going to take over because this I want. These are my beliefs. These are the beliefs I grew up with, as opposed to like the American beliefs that which just leads him to going around and like punching people all day and that's the extent (laughs) of what he does as the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun but (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think the real things he would be um like the real ideals he would have been instilled with is like the power of the people and the importance of democracy right yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. so 
I don't love that he's like, well, I'm going to undemocratically take power. I don't. I um, don't know if it was undemocratic because yeah, every, they don't. It's not clear. It's not clear. It's just right. not clear because everybody just says he's going to. They want they, but everyone who talks says they want him to be in charge or whatever. So I think we're supposed. I think being generous, we're supposed to assume that like most people, certainly in you know Russia in the uh, USSR, actually did want him uh, in power. Um, right, and I think I, w- I I guess my issues with some of the politics is like just how like surface level it is. Like I wish they did get into that. Like I wanted to see more of like. Well, if you're gonna make a political Superman, like let's get into it. Let's oh, not yeah. just do these surface level things where it's like, right? Okay, why does he run? For, is there some? What is the elections like? Did you do the research? Like, let's see some of that stuff. Let's see him respond to the people and the proletariat and see what that is like instead of these sort of American style dictatorships. Um, I don't know. I wanted to see more of that. Yeah, I think that's fair, but ultimately. Mark Meller is not that smart of a guy, and I'm glad. He did <laughs> I mean, not I guess that's ultimately what the whole criticism comes down to is like Mark Miller's not that smart or thoughtful of a guy, even though there's cool imagery and ideas in here. Yeah, I I'll, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, like that's just that's what the shame of the thing is is that like there's such fun ideas of like. Let's explore what really happened in the Soviet Union if the Soviet Union had won or had a bunch of power and the U.S. wasn't a threat and wasn't trying to, you know, kill it all the time. If they had Superman, what would have happened? Like, even if it was just as surface level as that, explore that. Like, and the fact is it just kind of doesn't and like kind of is like, what if Superman was a megalomaniac who like needs everyone to be like an automaton? Um which Look, is basically I think, just are, I think this show has completely exaggerated exactly how many people he lobotomized. He only lobotomized <laughs> at most thirty to forty dissidents. It's not like everyone. <laughs> it's just you know. But my my question is this: like, is this a comic about what would it be like? If uh, uh, Superman was in Soviet Russia, or is this just what would it be like if Superman like ran a country? I think you know what I mean. I don't, I don't, think I don't necessarily okay. know. Like, I, it, is this just like if Superman ran a country and had his powers? You know what no, I mean? No, I, I really do think like he took he tried to imagine Superman in a different country instead of just like the United States and growing up with American values. Like he would ne- he would never like care that a few kids were starving. His solution, if he saw a few kids, a few people being hungry, and he's American Superman, was like would be like to buy the mcdonald's and like go on with his day like it wasn't he does does not look at any of the issues like systemically and look at the source of the problems like and that's because he's an american propagandist yes exactly so i really do think it does try to explore like this it doesn't get into details because i i think it's like it's still a super comic book you know he still like gets in like like bizarro is in this like bizarro is literally uh in this right. comic <laughs> it's not like right. trying to be like the comp like you know a hardcore political treatise you know but, like but brainiac actually, I, is I will, the bi- villain for like the last half I, I, 
I, I would say just briefly, as you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, Brainiac and, uh, um, and, uh, Bizarro. Bizarro and everything like that. I kind of really appreciate the, like, silver ageiness of this story. And I really like how this is, like, there's so much silver age Superman shit in here because that yeah. was a better age of Superman when he had all his robots. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> all that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the thing is, is that, the people who write Superman normally know American propaganda in their bones. They know what Ameri- that capitalist propaganda is supposed to be and what rings false. And I think the problem is, is that Mark Millard does not know what communist propaganda uh. is. And I think that's really my, I think that's where the, the connectivity between his writing and the political understanding kind of meet where it's like, he doesn't really know what it would be like to write Superman if you were a true believer in communism yeah. in the 50s. And it it just rings so false sometimes um, because of that. So I guess that's sort of my problem is that the research doesn't feel like – it just feels like he lets America off the hook so much in this in this comic <laughs> book. There's he He's writing it from the perspective of an American looking at, at – the Soviet Union having Superman, not a, a communist writer in the 50s being like, hooray, we have a Superman. Let's write propaganda about him. And that's what I want. Well, to be fair, <laughs> he is Scottish. So who knows what you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, 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 I ultimately, I really, I, I, I hear your complaints, but I ultimately, I am still with President Superman. I am with President <laughs> Dictator for life Superman. Like, he gets results, you know. He, do, he 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 only has to put down a few dissidents. He feeds the world, and we see what happens to Americans as soon as like they're disempowered. They uh, become. Uh, I, I I think it, it's actually really good that he does spend a little time showing, like you know, you know, because whenever you talk about socialism, people are always like, you know, well, what country has it worked in? Well, it, it has worked in them. exactly as many countries as capitalism would work in if they if all the power was on the other side. That like that that's. You know, yeah. part of it, you know, like when the power is shifted, then it's not so easy uh, to run an economy and keep things uh, together, as we're seeing now um, in the real world for in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's I don't know. That's sort of just the issue is that like at the end, it seems like Lex Luthor's a better economy is like the good ending right it's like superman dies and then they figured it out how to do it with something that's quote-unquote not communism or whatever well it, it, well that's the thing is americans aren't that bright so he does do communism in america he just calls it something else and right. and, and and that's fine with them like it, it it's almost like lex luther was like a sleeper agent uh for superman we are supposed to think superman is a super genius in this comic book as well so it kind of feels like his plan is to gaslight lex luther into doing communism himself and then everyone <laughs> is on board you know i did not gather that at all from when i read it um this this most recent time um but honestly I, that's hilarious and if that's the intent <laughs> if if that's the intended ending then i like that a lot yeah. actually yeah because ultimately what um the world ends up becoming 
is Krypton, right? <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's this... A utopia. Yes, it becomes a utopia. We didn't get there through capitalism, I don't think uh, Mark Miller would say. Right. I think he... It is, yeah. I, I, I think the point is, we're supposed to take away is that Lex Luthor just kind of rebranded a lot of what Superman uh, was doing. Like, they specifically used the word planned economy and all this stuff in a way that was palatable to Americans. So, like, in the ultimately, okay. uh, Lex Luthor in the be- being a bit of soft power from Superman, and then <laughs> it all came together. I mean, that's interesting and i would love i I mean that's interesting if if mark miller's um understanding of it was superman saved the world with communism (laughs) and his genius brain um i that's cool but i still don't understand why he had like multiple references to like brainiac outfitting people with brainwashing devices like otherwise it would be a really short comic if there wasn't a little (laughs) bit of brainwashing and some totalitarian he couldn't he he couldn't fucking help himself (laughs) he could could not help himself from making them automatons yeah you gotta have bat bat people automatons and then the bat (laughs) and then the anarchists win at the end i guess at some yeah. no i don't um, think so i don't think they do like I, I, yeah the batman the, the batman, batman oh yeah over. oh yeah they do take over right. but it's still communism it's just like not superman in charge maybe that maybe that's his way of saying that the 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 state withers away and the, yeah. <laughs> and the batman sort of take over but they're not they're not uh they're not billionaires they're just uh, you know, the sort of vanguard proletariat that like pushes it into a further phase. Yeah. Yeah. It, All right. Look, I mean, this is, and you, this is, and you I want to say he hasn't read Marx and you said yeah. he hasn't read Marx. <laughs> I, I want to say this is very generous. <laughs> this is an extremely generous reading of Red Sun Superman, which I don't know. Maybe that's what he thought. I mean, I do think that in the end, the 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 thing that the the take that I'll I'll give you, Leslie, is that it does seem like Mark Miller's uh uh vision of like what a you know uh, of what a utopian future looks like is communism either way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, whether yeah. it's like whether it's like American style vindictive communism <laughs> or <laughs> you know so, or just the yeah, actual like Soviet style communism. He the, he does seem to walk away from this is the only solution to the world or walk away with this is. The the salute the only solution to the world's ills yeah, yeah yeah there's no like counterpoint from actually saying that oh no american was running great um before superman came along like he's the pivotal thing that makes the world uh, better for everyone because he grew up in russia instead of america right it, it, yeah. if superman yeah. grew up in america then all we get is like fucking dark side invading us constantly like that's the <laughs> world we get to live in if he grows up in america but if he grows up in russia we eventually uh get to be uh get to a utopia that lasts for millennia yeah but so are, do you think that sort of um the why don't you so the in the ending spoilers um the way Luther defeats Superman is by like sending him a letter that says, "Why don't you put the whole world in a bottle?" Yeah, that and shit then, is stupid. No, I, it is stupid. That's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I like it. No, I like it. Superman fucking sees a a letter uh, with a a. a Leslie, look, I, we know. He, it's a we super, know that everyone on this, we are ninth, on Twitter. He's Leslie. a ninth we're on, level we're on super Twitter. genius. Okay, I, I, I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you, Leslie. We're on Twitter, 
it strikes me as false that people will break down crying, uh, like seeing the error of their ways because someone gets an own in on them. Look, because look. someone is able to get a like five word own in on Jack. Them. If it Lex struck me as a little bit Jack, false. if Lex Luthor was on Twitter, yeah, I think we you yeah. know have some counter. Uh, you know what I gotta say is I don't think Mark Millar is a nine level intelligence. That's right. So that's <laughs> maybe my problem with that. Scene. That's the problem because like whenever you're writing about these super geniuses, like. Chances are you're not a super genius yourself. But I think right. as far as these things go, and this happens in comic books a lot, lot, lots of comic writers write about these super geniuses who can crush you with a few words. I think it fine. I think it's fine. I think it's for, you know, what the trope is. I think it's fine because it actually references something that's happening in the story, which is Brainiac puts, uh, Stalingrad in a bottle, in turns bottle. it into the city, uh, the, Candor sure. and like it, Candor, yeah, and yeah. Superman, you know, comes back to it and says like how horrific he thinks it is for him to, you know, right. do this. Sure. And Brainiac says, "Well, this is what I do. I'm an alien. I'm supposed to investigate." And then later, it comes back. Mark Miller, right, kind of a hack, but he put he put the work in on this one and says like, "Oh, Superman, <laughs> you've done the exact same. You're an alien who's done the exact same thing uh, that Brainiac has." You know, so right. fuck off. And he, Superman realizes that, you know, maybe he should fuck off because by now, like, most of the world is already fixed. Lex Luthor has turned America around by copying him. Let sure. humanity, you know, sort this shit out on their own. There was a little bit, you know, trouble from those bat fanatics at, after that. But ultimately, it ended up into... Uh, turning into the very society that produced Superman in the first place, which was uh, Krypton. So it right, all but, worked out in the end. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, I guess it Krypton, all worked out where there the are climate change disbelievers that, you know, led to well, the they, destruction of the entire planet. Well, Leslie, that was... You stand with Krypton? <laughs> well, you stand with Krypton? Well, the point is that, you know, eventually, you know, they kind of backslid a little bit and became a little bit too complacent, but, you know. Right, so, but, I mean... <laughs> Do you think that Malar intends that to be it feels to me that it's intended to be a um an indictment of communism itself? I agree. And I not agree. I and not Superman, this guy who's just a well intentioned alien who has right. you know has gotten to a point where he he wants everything to be perfect or whatever. Oh, you mean the bottle, it's, the line in the about yeah. the bottle? No, I don't. I, yeah. I really don't think so because he is like a socialist. I really think the point is to point out that Superman has you know kind of violate the principles by not be being democratic by not. Uh, by like imposing his will on everybody else because communism existed before Superman came along, right? He just took it over and kind of uh, took it over and did more and then was going to do that for like all eternity because he's immortal. Um, and so that was, I don't think that is meant to be an indictment of communism. I think it's just meant to be, a, is at that point, it's just about the character of Superman and what he actually wants and what he actually wants to do. And there is that commentary where he says, like, I did need to take a step back and let humanity kind of figure this out for their, for themselves. I've already, I've done enough. I've done enough basically. And I can take a step back and leave power because even if you believe in communism, you don't necessarily believe wants Joseph Stalin uh, to rule for like millennia on end. I don't think so. I don't really <laughs> think that's that it was meant to be a criticism of communism. I think I, I'm sure people going in and reading it uh, with their capitalist propaganda in their heads might think that, but I really don't like. I really just 
reading this comic did not feel that this was all about like the, you know, secret police informing on your neighbors, that sort of communism. I really didn't get that vibe on the whole from, from it, even though there's elements of it. I don't really think that's like the point. I, I think that if you are looking at this as like having larger themes or in any way being about like a perspective on the real world, then I, I, I have to say that I, I do think the why don't you put, you know, the whole planet in a bottle can very easily be read as a, an indictment of but communism wrong. or a criticism it's, it's, of communism. But it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Now, let's say this. Now, let me let me just really quickly here. I, I pulled up a tweet from Mark Miller. I want to read a couple. No, of no. This, this is, is an ambush. Uh-oh. Ambush. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Because it's it, it, it cuts both ways. I it's got like, your question. He responds, to some, he responds to someone says, ha, I'm not a conservative. Quite the opposite. My politics being far to the left of Bernie Sanders and more keen and more Keynesian Benite. I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh, but I've read plenty. But I read plenty of writers who challenge my worldview as any intelligent person should. So he says he's far to the left of Bernie Sanders or whatever. However, this is in, in reply to a tweet responding to him uh, because he recommended Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life. <laughs> yeah, uh, wow. He says, excellent interview with Jordan Peterson in today's FT, Financial Times. His attack on Elmo as a disgrace to Henson's legacy and unexpected treat in his highly recommended 12 Rules book. What the fuck? Uh, someone replies to him, if JP's politics don't outright disgust you, disgust you, Miller, I don't know what to think. They're abhorrent and you're promoting him. The next reply is from that person saying, LOL, Millar blocked me. Tisk tisk. <laughs> well, as I've said many times, never follow a writer on Twitter. Ever, ever, ever. They are all terrible at it. It's awful. But of all of them, like he's the only one that stands with Corbin. So, you know. But I sure. think... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that Neil Gaiman doesn't. Neil Gaiman doesn't stand with Corbin. I'm just just want to drop that in there. I think it does <laughs> feel very confused. I think if you press Mark Millar on this, I think he would say something like, "This is a, a if there's some sort of consistency, it's a treaty against Soviet-style communism or like Leninism or Stalinism, not communism in general, and that Lex Luthor." gets to some sort of more egalitarian, maybe ultra-left Trotskyist sort of thing, you know? Like, he's maybe making that differentiation. I just find that pretty annoying. <laughs> and I, I think that's sort of like the thing what we're talking about, or what I was talking about, is sort of not really understanding what, like, communist propaganda would be, right? Mm -hmm. Where he's sort of being like, here are my criticisms, but he's not, like, confident enough to really, like, put criticisms that he has of the Soviet Union or ca or communism or quote unquote Stalinism or whatever in the book, he sort of like takes it as like, well, S Superman becomes bad and then humanity wins because of Superman or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I think what it comes down to for me in the end of all of it is that, you know, Mark, Mil there are some interesting ideas in here, but Mark Miller is not the brightest guy on the planet. <laughs> like, I don't think it's like a hundred percent internally consistent and it suffers from some else world's problems. Okay. With all that said, it's, it's much, much better than I anticipated it being. And I do think it's a pretty fun read. And I don't, and I actually think that like, aside from some kind of like issues that'll get under your skin, I actually think like a lot of leftists like will like this comic and like, and think it's like kind of fun to read. Yeah, I think there's, it's pleasantly surprising how 
like not directly um directly like uh anti-communist it is like it does seem yeah. i agree with leslie that in the end i think what it's trying to say is something like communism is necessary and the only way that we can save ourselves with or without superman is to structure our society like that and that is an interesting thing for a comic mm-hmm. like this to say um <laughs> i agree with you jack that i think that maybe mark doesn't necessarily have the the ch- the 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 chops to really write it in a way that makes <laughs> makes a, a lot of sense but I think it's fun. I mean, like there, I, I've definitely been shitting on it a lot more than I've been praising it. But I mean, the scene with Batman is a lot of fun. Like I enjoyed reading it. Um, I think the Green Lantern stuff is dumb, but like all the stuff yeah. where like Stalin is hanging out or Stalin is hanging out with Superman and like having conversations, like that's really fun. Um, there's lots of good fun stuff in it. Yeah, just don't take it too seriously. Like, yeah. really, like, honestly, I kind of like, you know, we're, we're doing a whole podcast about it and we're like getting into it really deep and everything like that. If I wasn't doing that, I would have been much less annoyed by it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Here, let me, I think I can wrap this up in a way that'll make everybody <laughs> happy. Even the, you know, anti, anti, uh, Superman dissidents who probably should be, <laughs> you know, brainwashed immediately after this. <laughs> Oh, look, I'm I, pro that Superman. <laughs> I, I, I would just tell everyone to turn to page uh, when you start reading the comic and when you get to page 52, where is this very striking, very well drawn image of communist Superman fl- taking off amongst the people. Uh, there's a picture of Lenin behind him, a picture of Stalin behind him, all the people, all the proletariat in the streets raising their fists and clapping and smiling for him. And he says, tell your friends they don't have to be scared or hungry anymore, comrades. Yeah. Superman is here to rescue them. You close the book and that's it. You don't have to read the next two issues. If you don't read, yeah, just read the first issue. I kind of agree. And, and if you want to be happy, decent. but I still think that, you know, I think, the other two issues are worth reading, but if you just want to, if you want it all to end up nice, tightly in a in a bow for you, uh, that image is the one uh, to focus on. And I mean, I and you know, thank thank you, Mister Millar, for putting some of those images into the world, like a a really good, you know, upstanding man who is supposed to be a hero, being like. The uprising, the proletariat is something I'm going to protect. Like even just as a meme is a great to have. It's beautifully drawn. Like, like we didn't talk at all about the art, but the art is really good. Like amazing. Yeah, it's great. The art, the coloring, it has several different artists, but you don't really like notice it because it all works uh, pretty well together. Dave Johnson, Andrew Robertson, uh, Killian Pluckett, and Walden Wong. And they all, I mean, it just looks like it's a fantastic uh, looking comic on the whole. Right. I mean, it's not like I'm a big like Jeff Darrow, Otomo fan. You know, it's not, it's not like that kind of stuff. Like it's, but it's for a standard sort of, you know, mainstream comic. It looks fantastic. Yeah. This is, Uh, this is top tier, like standard DC uh, art. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I mean the art looks great and just to have those like images of uh even if I don't think he really fully understands what co- good communist propaganda would sound like <laughs> he does know what it looks yes. like and it does look pretty nice. Yeah. All right folks. That has been struggle session. Bren, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at kinematography. 
Uh, you can follow me there. You can follow my podcast at BP Belief. You can follow my, you can listen to my podcast. It's called BP Bledis. It's on all the streaming services that you'd want. Uh, and you can hit us up on Patreon and stuff. I also have a band called Stay Inside um, that you sh- is coming out with an album this year. Oh, awesome. And we're excited about it. Um, so, oh, also on Means TV, YouTube, and Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a video game show oh, yeah. called Left Trigger um, that. Our, the new episode is going to have Will Menneker from Chapo on it, and it's very fun. And, and anyway, you're playing um, in Resident Evil 2, right? We are. We're playing Resident Evil 2. I didn't even know Will funny. was a gamer, you know, but there's some anti-gamer <laughs> elements on that podcast, so I'm not surprised. It's true. And we, 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 we shouldn't it. get into that right now. We, you're going to get me furious. <laughs> we do. You're going to get me absolutely <laughs> furious. We do address... Uh, some of the anti-gamer tendencies on bigotry, show, uh, you would in call the, it. In the hostile work. <laughs> yeah, bigotry is the right hostile word. Work That's the right word for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, we stand with gamers and uh, we we have fun. So. All right. Hell yeah. That struggle session. Have a good one. Peace. Bye. Peace. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.